Well, hi everyone and welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 437 and I am just a matter of oh, 12 hours, no, maybe 14, 15 hours away from my shoulder surgery. It's Sunday afternoon and it's not long now. And it was very cute, but my eldest daughter, Emily, she just asked me, she said, Dad, are you excited about tomorrow? And I said, actually, I am. I am excited about tomorrow because it means that I know that it's going to be fixed and I know that I can be pain-free in the future. And maybe it's a six-month time frame for that, but I know that it's going to be sooner rather than later. And that is exciting. That's exciting for me. So I, I can't wait to get it done. In the meantime, what I thought I would give you an update on today is about the book. I haven't spoken about the book for a while, Awaken the Sexy Within. It has been sitting with the publisher for a little while. It's going through a few phases. If this is the first podcast you've ever listened to me, you will... I'll just give you a little bit of a, an update. So I've written a book. It's called Awaken the Sexy Within. It's going to be launched on... I got the date. Uh, not yesterday, the day before. Or was it yesterday? I think it was Friday. The 5th of May, 2020. Next year, 5th of May, it's going to be launched in bookstores in the US. Just in bookstores in the US, which is really exciting. And uh, they sent me a kind of a marketing plan and so forth so that I can start mapping things out. And uh, the book goes through a, it's like a 12 week, uh, or 12 to 16 week process. And it starts with the, the front cover, getting the front cover right. And that's about three to four weeks to get that right. Then it's the inside of the book. So the actual, um, you know, the page layout and all that kind of stuff. And then I think it moves to the back cover, then the spine of the book, and then um, some final finishing touches. So we've been through the cover stage and uh, we came up with a cover that I think looks really good, uh, really powerful. Uh, we've now uh, done the middle part. So the middle part of the book, which is the, the guts of the book, uh, that was just sent back to me on Friday as well, uh, no, Thursday. And I had to go through that, review that, make some changes and so forth. There, was only, well, there were 12 changes. And the reason I know that is because you have to be very specific about all the changes that you want to make, very, very specific and so they're on the minor formatting issues. And, but it was the first time that I've seen what it's going to actually look like when it's laid out in the book. And I think they've done a fantastic job. I mean, there's so many different tables and so forth in the book. Um, the, just the fonts that they've used for the headings and uh, the way that they've managed to get uh, tables onto a page. So I've done meal plans and my idea was to get the, the meal plans onto one page. And that was really quite a challenge uh, with them shrinking the fontage and all that kind of stuff. And they've done a, a nice job to make it, uh, make it look really good. So it's really, really coming to life. And then they sent me two different versions. One was a, oh, it's just a whole page and then one as it would be laid out in the book. So imagine if you were opening the, the book and flicking it from page to page. So one page either side of each other. And uh, yeah, just really interesting uh, to see it what it looks like and I can really feel it, you know, jumping off the page and they've done a really nice job with it. I'm really pleased, really pleased with it. So um, I passed those changes back to them. Uh, they got that on, I did it on the same day turnaround. And so those changes have gone back to the uh, de design team 
uh, they're going to do some further changes and then they'll send it back for the final review and uh, then we're all good to go, <coughs> pardon me, uh, to the, the next step. Uh, so it's getting little by little closer and closer. And I don't know whether I mentioned this, but they said that I should be able to get books in my hands by the end of the year um, because I can, I can start ordering uh, my own books and do whatever I like with them. Uh, so I will have the book before the end of May. They were talking about around October, something like that, which I guess may not be too far off. Um, they're talking about another four weeks or so for the, you know, the other parts of the book, arranged printing and, and that sort of stuff. So... I don't know, maybe October, sometime in October is a possibility for, for that to happen. Uh, so it's getting very, very close. So really excited about that. And a, a huge, a huge milestone for me. You just have no idea how much work go, goes into the book. Yes, you've got the, um, you know, the actual writing of the book, but then to actually get the thing published and produced and uh, all the work that goes into that part of it is is really, really quite mind blowing. And of course, the in many ways the work is just beginning because there's nothing, I guess, worse than having the world's best book and then not being able to sell the thing. And uh, you've got to be able to prove to the bookstores that uh, you know there's a I have a following that people are going to enjoy the book and like the book. I have to make sure that I've got pre-sales of the book as well so that uh, we're just making sure that, well, when you go to a bookstore, well, this is what their sales team will be doing, going to a bookstore and saying, look, there's already been, I don't know, 100, 500, 1,000 books that have been pre-sold. Uh, so then they can see that, oh, well, this is obviously worth having in our bookstores because they want to make sure that they're selling books that people are going to buy because no one's going to go into a bookstore where they're not going to sell books uh, because obviously the bookstores make money on book sales as well and so we've just got to make sure that uh, all of those things happen. So I have already uh, teed up a, a world-class uh, press release to be written uh, that's going to be written by a firm that I've engaged over in uh, the US and uh, that will be uh, quite impressive, I am sure, and uh, that's going to be the start of it. So we will, uh, well, that will be the start of, I suppose, getting the ball rolling in the US um, in terms of the big ticket uh, marketing, which I guess we'll, we'll start to happen next year, but uh, they've sent me a, a timeline as to uh, you know, what to be doing 11 months out. I mean, we're obviously less than 11 months out now and I only just got the plan. So they talk about eight to 11 months out and down, uh, down to the last month and weeks before and all that kind of stuff. And, and talking about organizing book tours and uh, that sort of stuff, which is obviously easier if you're in the States, but if you're here, then it's very, very expensive. I mean, it's different if I said, okay, well, I'm gonna drive around Victoria or drive into different parts of Melbourne and, and do a book signing. But when I'm here and it's all over there, um, uh, you know, it's, it's gonna cost me a few thousand dollars just to uh, get to a bookstore. Uh, so I know there's a lot of work that needs to go in now to actually doing the, the marketing plan. Uh, so I've got all that to look forward 
um, I'll look forward to. So I'm gonna have a look at that over the, probably the next couple of weeks and just to work out, okay, what am I, what am I gonna do? What's that plan look like? Because let's face it, the, um, the very first chapter of the book is about um, uh, planning. And just because the book is getting published doesn't mean that it will be successful. I've got to make sure that I have a plan in place to, uh, to get the things rolling uh, from the aspects of what I can control. And that's from the website uh, through to this podcast, through to uh, reaching out to my list of people, reaching out to my Facebook community, reaching out to the Instagram community, uh, LinkedIn community, everywhere that I can think of, networking groups, uh, you name it, I've got to be everywhere uh, to make sure that this, this keeps moving. And I, I guess a good example of just how difficult it is, when you, you know, when you see on TV and there's a new movie out and the, they've got the, say, the top three, four megastars, if you like, talking about the movie. I mean, I saw one that had, oh, for Toy Story, and had Tom Hanks and Tim Allen and so forth. There, I think they were at Universal Studios and there was a, a few other actors as well. I don't know who, didn't know who they were, but, um, and that, they're all being interviewed about the movie. Now, you would think that just to say Tom Hanks is in the movie or Tim Allen's in the movie, that it would be a success. But no, they still have to go around to the media outlets and be doing interviews and so forth so that they can still promote the movie, even though they are big movie stars. Um, that would be the same with Arnold or Sylvester Stallone or any of those, really. They're, they're still out there talking about the movie so that they can promote it and get people in there, even though it's gonna make hundreds of millions of dollars probably, they still get out there so that they can promote it, talk about it, and get even more people along, and I suppose create a buzz is what, is what that's all about. Uh, so yeah, it's new territory, it's new territory, and uh, yeah, I'm probably gonna to need to get some coaching around it as well to make sure that I can really get it right, so. Yeah, so exciting, exciting. It's the unknown, but it's exciting. Now this morning, um, talking about you know stepping out of your comfort zone and doing things, I suppose spontane spontaneously and making sure that you're continuing to take action. So last night I saw a note that Kerry, uh, Kerry Pothouse had sent me um, asking me if I was attending this event. Now I didn't see it she sent it, well, at the time I saw it, it was 21 hours ago, and I didn't see it when she first sent it because, um, you know, I'm, for whatever reason, I got to Friday night and I wasn't checking uh, all my Facebook uh, messages and so forth. And um, I saw the message, she said, uh, am I going to this event? And I thought, oh, what are you talking about? And so I looked it up and uh, Matt Ferguson, who, is, he used to play for AFL, St Kilda, He's a, he's a young guy, I think he's been in his early 30s or something like that. Uh, he was actually on a call with Kerry and I uh, when I first started Isogenics and we were talking about the products and, and stuff. And uh, Matt uh, works as a PT now over in Richmond and he was putting on an event and just asked if anyone wanted to go and Kerry suggested that it would be something that I'd go to. So um, I said to the kids that I found it at about 6 o'clock last night and I said to the kids, okay, uh, we're going to go... Uh, somewhere tomorrow morning 
And, um, you know, I said that Sydney City is about 45 minutes away and it won't be for too long. It'll be about for 45 minutes an hour and that'll be it. And um, Olivia, she's the one that is like, oh, yeah, okay, we can do that. Uh, Emily is the one that she's older and she's like, oh, what do we have to go there for? You know, typical kid stuff. You know, it's like, man, every single time there's a battle about what it is that we can do and uh, unless it you know, specifically suits, um, you know, suits her, it's not, it's not really a great thing. So I had to fight through those battles. And anyway, so we, we went this morning and we had a massive storm here last night. And it woke me up really early this morning. Sunday's my only sleeping day. I got out of bed in the end at 8 a.m. And uh, we had to be in there by 11. And uh, we turned up there. It was 3 past 11. And they were already well into the presentation. So I think they must have started like five, 10 minutes early. And uh, anyway, so it was good to... It was good to meet Matt, hear his uh, presentation, how he does his presentations here and meet some of the other uh, people as part of his team and uh, you know, hear their stories as well. And wh what's really great is to just hear how passionate people are about their transformation and how passionate they are about the belief system that they have in uh, what they're doing, the products that they're using, and uh, one thing that is consistent over and over is how much better people feel now. Some have been doing it for three weeks, some have been doing it for uh, six years. But that one thing that came through consistently was just how much better they feel and how they wish they had them earlier. Like Kerry, she says to me, she wished she... Uh, had the isogenics products while she was competing in, uh, as an Olympian because she would have performed much better. Matt said that if he was competing, like, like had these products when he was competing in the AFL, he would be much, much better. Um, there's a, a triathlete that uh, was there and she's, and she's training for Ironman, so she's about to do a half, half Ironman, I think they said in two weeks, and she's got another one. Uh, she's going to do a full Ironman in December. And she says she doesn't know how other athletes survive without them. She said they've made such a huge difference to her. She was the one that's been on them for three weeks. Uh, so, you know, it was great to just hear all these different uh, positive stories about what they're, you know, what they're doing and supporting each other and uh, how great the company is and, and that kind of stuff. So it was, it was good, to, uh, good to hear that. And, you know, what I'm also trying to show the kids is the importance of you know stepping out of your comfort zone and going to events and meeting people that you've never met before and just getting out there and uh, you know moving forward networking in an area that you're passionate about and you know great things can happen and i was explaining to them do you i said do you understand that if you, if you get involved with this now and you grasp this now, then you can set yourself up for life, not only with the best health, but financially, you can create your own business very simply by just sharing you know, the journey that you, you go on. And I said, if you discovered it, like I'm discovering it now, but I said, if you discover it 30 years before me, then imagine what it's like by the time you get to, to, um, to my 
my age. I mean, it, it's, uh, it's quite impressive. I mean, already just within uh, my team, there's 23 people. And uh, that's just happened by the, the way that we, we just grow. And it might be even more than that now. I think I checked it last week sometime. Uh, but it, one thing leads to another. One person shares with another person. And it's, it's all real. It's all fantastic results. And they have a, a great, Isogenics have a great uh, program called the START program, which is for 18 to 35-year-olds. And obviously my girls are, are you know, too young for any of that at this stage. But I'm just, what I'm doing is I'm planting seeds in their minds so that they can see that all this does is gives you opportunities uh, for the future. And this START program is basically developing young entrepreneurs and you know, wanting to create more uh, millionaire entrepreneurs uh, in that, that young space, but also showing them how it's important to give back. And they, like last year, they uh, traveled to Machu Picchu uh, over in Peru, isn't it? And uh, they had a great experience over there and just giving back to the community. And I think when you're, you know, you're living life on your terms and you're doing things uh, like that, then your life starts to change. You start to live a dream. You start to do things that you never thought were possible uh, for you. So I think that's really important. And then on the way home, uh, like Emily, she's really, really grumpy and upset. And I said, you know what? I said, you've got a choice here. And I said, we've got choices in life as to how we want to, to feel. And I said, you were going to go through life and not always doing the things that you want to do. Sometimes we just have to do things we don't want to do. I mean, the, the reality is for most people that you're going to end up working for someone else before yourself. And what that means is that you're going to have to do jobs and tasks that you don't necessarily want to. And I think that's a good thing for you so that you appreciate what it is that you are doing later. Otherwise, if everything was really, really great all the time, then you'll be feeling no change, no, no drop down, no uh, highs, no lows. So you, you don't know, you know when to celebrate kind of things. You're just living, living at the same, same point. So I think it's a, it's a good thing so that you can experience different emotions and what drives you and inspires you is really important. And I said... You know, we as parents, we give up so much uh, for you so that you can do what you do. And I said, well, we never complain about it because we know that it's in the best interest of you. And I said, you, you can't control what's going on around you. She said, yes, I can. I said, you can't. You just cannot control all the different things. Yes, I can. I said, you can't. I said, it's cloudy right now. You can't control. You can't control the weather. You can't control whether uh, someone dies that you love. You can't control those things. You can't, con- oh, we were driving. I said, you can't control what that car over there, that white car, you can't control what they're going to do. You just, you just have to accept that there are a certain aspects that are going to, and, and, and experiences in your life that you are going to have absolutely zero control over it. Now, if you walk around and you are worried about all those things that you can't control, then you're going to be immobilized. That's going to be really difficult for you. But I said, what you can always be in control of 
is what things mean to you. You have complete control over that. So I said, you can choose to be unhappy when we come and do things like this, or you can choose to look at it differently and be happy about it. And we had this toing and froing, which was, you know, typical teenage frustrating stuff, I suppose. But I said, you can look at today and say, well, I didn't want to come. I am going to be angry about it. I'm going to be unhappy about it because it's a waste of time and all that kind of stuff. Or you can look at it and say, I know this is important to dad. I'm glad we can still be here with him. Maybe there's an opportunity for me to learn something here. Because if you start asking yourself better quality questions, then you're going to come up with better quality answers. I mean, the reality is, is there a possibility that you go to a group a meeting or something, and there are about 20 people or something here, and is there a possibility that you might meet somebody where you can have a conversation? And the answer to that is, well, yes, of course, there's a possibility that you'll go there and there'll be somebody else to talk to. And then you, if you ask yourself a question, okay, if I was having a conversation with that person, is there an opportunity, a possibility in some way that I might learn something about that person? And of course, the answer to that is, well, yes. And, and in that conversation, in learning something about that person, do you think there's a possibility that maybe, maybe you might learn something about yourself? Is there a possibility that maybe this is a conversation that you want to continue having? Is it a possibility that <clears throat> you want to stay connected with this person so that you can, uh, you know, maybe do some business with them or you can, you know, just have friendly chats or just share ideas and that kind of thing? And of course, the answer to that is yes, of course, all those opportunities exist but do you see how all of a sudden you've gone from i don't want to go to this event because it doesn't interest me and it's going to be boring to here are all these possibilities that are just appearing now and the other the other thing that i think is important is that okay so we only knew about this yesterday we've we've planned to just come today we're looking for opportunities to meet new people uh, you just never know what can happen uh, at an event you go to, you never know who you're going to meet and life just can change for you. If nothing else, you can just have some fun. I mean, I didn't know what to expect, but I knew that, well, here's an opportunity. Uh, Matt Ferguson uh, used to play AFL football. He's, um, he's reasonably high up in the isogenics world. He's been doing it for longer than me. Is there an opportunity for me to learn something from him and the way that he does his stuff and talking to him and meeting uh, his team and uh, clients and uh, new prospects and that kind of stuff? Well, of course there is. Of course there's an opportunity. I mean, he's uh, been an isobody uh, challenge finalist. He's, uh, he's going on tour. I'm going to another event on, the, I think it's the 9th or 10th of uh, September and he's going to be at that as well so you just don't know you just don't know where one thing can lead to the other and if nothing else I got one good business idea out of what he was doing today I'm sure there's multiple in there but there was certainly one business idea that I got out of there and I thought you know what I need to be doing that too and how could that be a bad thing now as kids they're not always going to see they're not going to see the opportunities the same way that I would see them but my message in this is the same to you. 
Okay, they say that something like 85% of this was came out of America uh, because I heard my coach JT talking about it the other day. 85% of people in America are unhappy in their jobs. Now, th to me, that is a shocking dis um, statistic, which means only 15% of people are only um, not hating their job, but they're enjoying their jobs. 85% hate their job. So I'm sure the percentage of people that absolutely love their job is much, much smaller than that, uh, than the 15%. Uh, but I remember working with a, a team of uh, individuals a number of years ago while I was still in corporate. And I remember having this exact discussion with them and saying, do you know what, you choose to be unhappy when you come into work each day. But I said, you have the exact same decision-making ability to say, when you come into work each day, you can decide as soon as you walk through that door to leave the rubbish in the car park and say, do you know what, I'm here, I'm gonna enjoy what it is that I'm doing because there's a real opportunity for me to be taken to another position or to just really be open-minded to the work that I'm doing and I, I may really enjoy it. Um, or you can choose to be unhappy. And once uh, the staff members that I was referring to are connected with this, they really made a difference. And they said to me, like it was in performance review subsequent, and I said, so I've noticed a real change in you when you know, you're doing one-on-one. -on -one. I said, and this happened for both of them. I've noticed a real change in you. What was it? And they said, you know what? It was when you said about choosing to be different and we did um, a, whole, a whole project at a, on... Um, how to change the culture of our, our team and um, set them up for success and our whole team up for success. And they really, really bought into it. It was a really powerful exercise. And um, I've always remembered that because these, these two individuals went from being non-performers to performers. And uh, I believe that they're still in the position some 10 years after I've left. I was in those positions for three years and so were they. Um, and to me, it's like I've had a lasting impression on those people because they understood the fact that, yeah, I'm, I can be in control of this. The trouble is that most of us walk around choosing to be unhappy and just complaining about it on any different way that they can on social media or just person to person, just complaining. People complain all the time. People walk around unhappy, but that's their choice. Now, my challenge to you is choose to be different. Choose to be one of those one percenters. Choose to have the best health in the world. Choose to not be overweight or obese. Choose to be happy. Choose to follow your passion. Choose to find your passion. Choose to spend the time investing in yourself to grow and to thrive and contribute in your world beyond yourself. Choose to stop being so selfish and materialistic and grow as an individual and help others. I mean, once you start to do those things, believe me, life changes because I've done it and I'm still doing it and life has never looked so good. I mean, one of the examples today, everybody that stood up, I was probably the oldest one in the room, but you know, we went from 20-year-olds up to mid-30s and they were all talking about how they've never felt uh, fitter, stronger, more energised, healthy, happy in their life. And 
you know, when you're in a whole room like that, it's almost like the room's buzzing, you know, no one's standing on the ground, you're all lifted off the ground because there's so much energy in the room and it's, it's really exciting. It's, it's about putting yourself in those situations, putting yourself in those environments and those cultures so that you can achieve whatever it is that you want to, whatever it is that you want to. Now, for me, this, the isogenics journey is just a, a part of an extension, I suppose, of what, what I do. And uh, I really enjoy the culture of the company. I enjoy what, um, you know, the people I'm connecting with. Um, I'm enjoying that. And everybody's got the right attitude. And it's a, a really great um, series of products that are helping people around the world change their health. Uh, so uh, for me, it's just another, another thread to my bow. So my message for you today is, today is Sunday. And tomorrow, Monday, is the day of the week where most heart attacks happen. Because people are fearful, hateful of going back to work because they hate their jobs. So my challenge to you is, Choose to be different. Choose to have a different attitude. Choose to really be conscious of what it is that you're thinking about at different parts of the day. You know, when you get to those, those moments of the day where you're maybe sitting on the train or sitting at home or uh, you're just sitting at your desk and you start to wander and just be conscious of what are you thinking about? Where are you spending your time? Is it on more positive things or is it on more negative things? And when I talk about positive, I mean uh, positive empowering things, not like I'm positive thinking, thinking about uh, you know, going to go gambling tonight or going to take drugs or I'm going to have a really unhealthy meal because I just feel bad and I know that that'll make me feel good. So that's a positive thing. I'm not talking about those things. I call those disempowering. I'm talking about, th- um, think about empowering things that, um, that are positive. And just take a note and, and maybe use a piece of paper or something and just write down, but just put a little stroke or something as to when you're thinking uh, negative thoughts. And maybe the first time you do it, you won't, you won't do it accurately because you'll need to be conscious of the fact that you're thinking those negative thoughts or judgmental thoughts or you know, whatever they are. Um, we all tend to do it. I, I don't know, it's, uh, as we are programmed, we seem to be easily caught in those habits of doing it. But I want you to just be conscious of it so that you can then, once you've got an awareness of, wow, I had no idea that I'm spending 40 thoughts a day around negative things or disempowering things or hateful, spiteful things. And when you're aware of it, you can change it. And say, so, okay, well, I'm going to replace that that thought with something positive and take all of those thoughts and turn them around into something. So maybe you need to keep a note of what are the things that you're thinking about and uh, what are the, what's your exact thought and then find the opposite of it. What's something that's going to be empowering and positive and really inspire you to make a change in that area and start doing it. And you watch how, how things change, how your attitude changes how your thought process changes and how you will not waste time on all that negative disempowering rubbish. 
because that's what it is. It's all just rubbish. It doesn't serve you. All it's going to do is hold you back, distract you uh, from being productive, for being energized and getting where it is that you want to, whether it's something to do with work, whether it's colleagues at work, your boss at work, um, you know, customers that have done annoying things or, you know, silly little things like that or stuff with your partner that's silly like the toothpaste lid is, you know, not screwed on properly or, uh, you know, whatever it is, you know, life is too short for that stuff. Ask yourself a question. This is what I used to get my staff to do. So ask yourself a question. With this thing that I'm worried about right now, is that going to matter in five years' time? And the answer in 99.9% of times is going to be no. It's not going to matter. We worry about so much stuff that never happens. Like 99% of the stuff that we, um, we think is going to happen never actually happens. It just doesn't happen. But we create it so powerfully in our mind that it, to the point that it, it kind of immobilizes us. And it's, we're wasting time. Life's too short. Don't waste your time with that. Don't waste your, t- your, your time with people that are you know, not giving you what you need, not, uh, you know, they're, I don't know, holding you back. They're, uh, you know, causing you angst or, uh, you know, disempowering you from doing what it is that you want to and find those people that will do exactly what it is that you want. That's the, that's when things start to really happen for you, when you realize what it is that you actually want, who are the people that I want to be with and be around, and how do I keep moving this, this great bus of life momentum forward in the direction that you want to go. So my message today, choose all those things I'm talking about. Choose to be different. Don't be like everybody else. Choose to be different. If you want a little assignment to do apart from what I've just said, when you're on the, let's say you're catching public transport tomorrow, have a look at the faces of the people around you. No one will look you in the eye, generally speaking, and uh, people just look unhappy. They're just unhappy. I don't know why, they're just unhappy. They're worried about other stuff. They're not focused, they're not energized, they're going to jobs that they don't want. If you take a a group of 100 people in a train, you're gonna find that probably only 15 of them enjoy their job and it's probably 1% of them, which is probably one person actually loves their job. 85% don't like their job. So choose to be different. You have greatness within you. I'll see you tomorrow. Now, tomorrow, the, re- the recording, I will do it when I come out of my surgery, uh, but I'm not gonna have the ability to upload it from hospital. Um, because um, the app doesn't let me upload it. Uh, So that one is going to be late, but I will be, so you'll probably get that um, on the the Tuesday, Uh, but I will be in surgery tomorrow. I'm sure you all wish me well. I'll be good, and I will report after my surgery tomorrow. Take care. Bye.